This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're joined via Zoom by State Senator Pete Harcum, a Westchester County Democrat who chairs his chamber's Environmental Conservation Committee and is calling for a new state office to focus on flooding and stormwater management in New York. The proposal comes just days after a deluge of rain for the New York City area, which caused flooding in parts of the region. Welcome back to the show, Senator. Thanks for having me. Well, I mentioned the recent flooding incident, so I'm curious, was there a specific flood that prompted you to make this legislative push, or is it in response to broader trends we're experiencing in New York? This is in response to broader trends. Um, Even routine rainfalls, as we saw earlier in the summer, a pop-up thunderstorm washed away parts of Orange and northern Rockland counties. Uh, Our infrastructure is simply not geared to handle the volume of stormwater that we now receive due to climate change. And business owners, residents uh, are tired of being told to shelter in place simply because our infrastructure is no longer adequate to protect homes and businesses. Uh, And we see our transportation networks shutting down. We need a dedicated stream of funding annually. So we're proposing 500 million annually, the same way we fund 500 million in clean water infrastructure. We need to begin to uh, address the backlog of of stormwater infrastructure uh, projects in New York State. Well, when it comes to our stormwater system right now, what seems to be the shortcomings that need to be addressed with uh, an annual $500 million investment? Well, it's it's engineering. Uh, they were engineered for 100-year storms 50 years ago. We're now getting 100-year storms every other month uh, that are much beyond the volume of what these systems uh, were designed to handle. And so estimates are in the billions of dollars uh, of what it will take to upgrade our stormwater infrastructure. And that's why I'm calling for $500 million annually capital expenditure, the way we do for clean water funding, so that we can begin to chip away at this. You know, everybody agrees this is this this is the new normal. So if this is the new normal, let's begin to address it and to invest so we can meet the challenges that we're facing. So then when it comes to a state office uh, for flooding and stormwater management, is the office primarily going to be an entity through which funds would flow through, or would it have other responsibilities as well? Well, in this version, uh, you know, specifically to to make sure that the funds are flowing, uh, Senator Mayer has a good bill, a very good bill, in fact, that a similar office would have would have other functions coordinating policy with local municipalities. Um, The important point, whatever the office does, is that we in New York State have a dedicated funding stream because right now there's a little bit of money in DOT, a little bit of money in DEC, a little bit of money in environmental facilities. We need dedicated funding just for stormwater upgrades. Yeah, you mentioned the landscape as it exists now. If you go to the DEC website, there are a sprinkling of different proposals. And like you said, some of them fall under wastewater, some of them fall under uh, other areas. Why not just focus on consolidating the initiatives that are out there now? Does the problem really require uh, an additional investment? Oh, absolutely. Because most of the investments that are out there are either for wastewater or clean drinking water, and we're barely scratching the surface there. 
The estimates are for resiliency from climate change, we will need to invest tens of billions of dollars. Now, some of that has to do with, with hardening other forms of infrastructure, um, but there is not a municipality in New York that says that its its stormwater infrastructure is adequate to the deluges we, we receive on, on a daily basis. So the hard follow-up question then, after saying we have uh, at least $500 million worth of needs each year, where would the money for something like this come from? Should we expect another bond act, or is this something that should come from increased taxes? How would you like to pay for it? This will be an annual appropriation of capital like we do with water and wastewater. So it will, it will be under the bond cap. And so the interest on these payments could come from the cap and invest program that we're implementing right now, which is a tax on carbon. That would be the very logical place for this money to begin to flow from. I have to imagine, though, there are a variety of other competing priorities that would also argue that they are the logical place to invest money from a cap and invest program that right now doesn't even exist. So how do you ensure that you get $500 million from that potential program for this? Is that just a fight in in the budget or do you need to get sort of codifying legislation? How do you go about ensuring that money? Well, it's it's all of the above. It, it's fight in the budget. Um, you know, we we don't know yet what the cap and invest program will look like. That those details will be un, unveiled later this fall. Um, in the budget, we will find out what their fiscal projections are. We expect them to be a few billion dollars a year at a minimum. Um, so we know that there will be resources there that can handle stormwater and and a magnitude of other challenges. Um, I'm I'm saying 500 because that's what we're spending um, for for clean water infrastructure. If we spend 300 million a year, that's still um, beginning to chip away at the backlog of the challenges. You know, we've been studying these things for decades. You know, back when I was on the county board of legislators here in Westchester, uh, we did a lot of work on flooding. There were a lot of regional studies done, and a lot of those areas are still getting hammered with flooding today. Uh, In fact, even worse than 10, 12 years ago, because we're simply on a waiting list for the Army Corps of Engineers to fund some of the projects. We need to take the the bull by the horn here in New York and start funding these programs if we want to protect uh, the livelihoods and the property of New Yorkers. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with State Senator Pete Harcum, who's calling for the creation of a state office of flooding and stormwater management that would be responsible for distributing $500 million annually for water infrastructure upgrades. And lastly, on the funding side of things, there's this argument that's made, uh, often from progressives in the environmental movement, that the state should be essentially taxing some of the major polluters over the state's history to make them pay for some of the environmental damage we're seeing today. And this most recent flooding in New York City is no exception to that drumbeat that we're hearing. So what's your sense of a dedicated tax uh, on polluters and using that to fund something like the state office and, and the grants that it might dole out in the future? Well, specifically, what you're you're referring to is Senator Kruger's Superfund bill, mm-hmm. which would be a, a, a tax on the major fossil fuel companies that knew about the dangers of climate change 20 years ago, 
uh, and withheld that information. Um, we pa I pass that out of my committee, uh, and I'm fully supportive of, of that measure. When you think about implementing major stormwater improvements around the state, do you feel like this is one of those issues that needs to be above politics and the state needs to have a state office to actually identify where the most intense and severe need is in the short term? Or is this something where it needs to be doled out with every lawmaker getting a, a little taste of the action the way a lot of programs are getting to steer money towards their districts? Well, if you if you look at the clean water funding, it, it's done based on priority. And it's done on a scoring system, and I think that's what this needs to be. I think I think we can't um, we can't be playing politics with this. Um, we need to look at this on a regional basis because stormwater and flooding does not recognize village, town, or county boundaries. Um, so we need to take a regional look. What are the worst cases that we need to deal with uh, immediately? And so that's why I, I think we need to take the politics out of this. And, and do it through the professionals in its own office. Do you think if we were to secure a $500 million annual investment that New York has the capacity to take on this type of work, considering all the other green projects that are going on right now? Do we even have the manpower and expertise to do this? New York would not be doing the work. They would be overseeing the grant process. Right. But so, I mean, even in the private sector, though, they're going to be stretched very thin in terms of all the different opportunities that are open right now. So do you feel like there would be, say, private contractors, so to speak, that would be rip roaring, ready to go? Absolutely. There are contractors who are rearing at the bit. This is a creation of more uh, good construction jobs. We, after that last pop-up storm over the summer, had a homeowner with five feet of water up against his house simply because the culvert in front of the house was not nearly sized enough to allow the stream and the stormwater in the stream to pass through. I asked a local highway superintendent what it would cost to put a larger culvert in there, 1.5 million. So that's just one culvert in one municipality in all of New York state. That gives you the scale of how expensive even these routine things are, let alone the large stormwater basins and watersheds that we need to address regionally. The need is there. The capacity is there. What's lacking is the funding. Well, finally, this summer, we got a report from the Upstate Flood Mitigation Task Force on some of the issues that we see in Upstate specifically. And there's a reference in this report to essentially discouraging or trying to incentivize people to move away from areas that are prone to flooding. So do you think that needs to be part of our conversation more broadly across New York? Do we need to move people out, out of certain areas or more generally change the way we live in New York, aside from just making these infrastructure improvements? Sadly, we're going to have to. If we saw after Sandy, what the federal government did was buy properties in flood-prone areas. The, the FEMA flood maps are 50 years out of date. And when the new maps come out, we're going to see that there are certain homes and businesses in New York that should never have been built there. No, no fault of the, the people who currently either own those businesses or reside there. But buying property um, in a limited way in certain flood-prone areas will certainly need to be part of the resiliency strategy. 
Well, we've been speaking with Senate Environmental Conservation Committee Chair Pete Harcum. He is a Westchester County Democrat. Senator, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.